0: Everybody, Welcome back to the Philosopher's Stone podcast, a.k.a. TPS podcast, a.k.a. Uh, the pod, the pod party. I'm Jordan Strauss. This is Sam Laboon on the other end. Say hello, Sam.
1: Hello, Sam. Oh, hello, listeners.
0: <sighs> He's very literal, this man, Sam. Uh, what's happening, Sam? I'm not gonna lie, I'm pretty exhausted. Work has been kicking my ass. Damn. That, uh,
1: that sucks. Jordan is an electrician. Yeah. What's that? I just informed our listeners that you're an electrician. Just tiring. Oh, they tiring, all know. I'm
0: pretty sure they all know that because they all know us personally at this point. I'm, I believe that our listenership has not yet cracked our actual social sphere. Um, oh. As oh. in, as in left it, but um that's fine any listeners are good listeners you know what this is just an exercise and you know what we're learning we're learning a lot aren't we
1: oh yeah every day in every way we are learning mm-hmm. more
0: learning something new every day uh what uh what's new with you you're back in toronto t dot
1: um ottawa actually but thank you for showing an interest oh, in my life I, I've-
0: well, you keep fucking bouncing between those two cities. I, I I can't keep track of them. It is true. You guys got snow there or what?
1: We do. We're in sort of a melt phase right now, um, which is usually a prelude to another freeze phase. So we're in that zone where there's like ice sun at night and then in the daytime it's water. It's pretty gross. It's
0: pretty much like it's just wet and soggy where I am. I had to work in a mud pit like, for most of the day <laughs> yesterday, which was nice. <laughs> not dressed for it, like mud wrestling. Um, no. Like I got there and it was a giant empty hole in the ground where a house is going to be, and uh, oh. I had to get into the pole, the hole and do some uh, some some electrical work. I just want to get out of the trade, honestly. Like it's not even like a bad trade. Like I would recommend it to anyone that wants to work with their hands and is like, you know how it likes to th- essentially solve a lot of puzzles all day. But for mm. me, I just, it's, 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 it's it's just okay. And I know that I know I don't like to stay in the state of just okay for very long. I need to, I need to make some progress or change, change to something a little bit more of <laughs> a uh, I, I haven't, I have, an idea. I have what, an idea yet. What is it? You like Please
1: the- get me out of this. <laughs> hell <laughs> So you like the puzzle aspect of it, right? And like this reminds me of the Zelda video games. They have all these puzzles in them. But what would make it even better is if you could show up to work and not just solve puzzles, but also have like a sword and shield and kill everybody in the building first, and then solve the puzzle. Yeah. Then it's like a Zelda game. That
0: would be great. You know, I'll try that tomorrow. (laughs) Show up. I got a green toque I can throw on, and uh, I'll just assume everyone's evil and kill them all (laughs) and then look for a treasure chest. I wish it was that type of puzzle, like a, a clear puzzle where it's like there is a solution and uh, this was designed for you to solve. Not that kind of puzzle. Maybe puzzles are the, is the wrong word. It's more like you have to solve uh, issues every Problems. day. Like you just run into constant obstacles that will that impede your goal. And hmm. most of the job is figuring out a way to circumnavigate or, or, or eliminate those obstacles. Sounds um, like, uh, and when it works out, it's very—it's actually satisfying, you know. You 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 didn't think the lights were ever going to turn on for these people, and then you 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 do all this stuff, and you just pray to God, and boom, the lights work, and you you, you feel good momentarily until you get rushed into the next hell hell hole. <laughs> hey
1: man, that sounds working. a lot like that sounds a lot like life, peaks and valleys. Yeah, peaks and valleys.
0: Yeah, except for like. As just an employee, you don't really get to see the benefits of each accomplishment, uh, you know. And as far as like financially, everything every day is the same for me, you know. Whether it's super difficult or, or uh, super easy, I get paid essentially the same for the whatever the amount of time is, right? Whereas I could see someone who owns the business. They see a big obstacle overcome, and that's like, ooh, that job was worth this much. So it was like, yes, we we, we slayed the monster, and we got we get rewarded uh, for having to go through that. But I'm the one that's solving most of the problems on the on the on the tools. Not that's not to say that the management doesn't have their own uh, pile of shit they got to wade through every day, but. <laughs> You know, I think I just, I need to start to figure out a way to like pivot or like completely get out. Like I'll always have my ticket to go back to when I want, but I feel like I could do something that I find a little bit more. I want to work for myself eventually. So get your fucking friends and family to listen to this podcast, we'll get sponsors. We'll ride on that sponsorship money. We only need like I think several hundred thousand listeners to get interest. So,
1: well, I mean, if we if we had enough, if say we 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 were able to get a hundred people to do five dollars uh-huh. a month for Patreon, yeah, that's two hundred fifty bucks each each a month. Yeah, but think about that
0: life. How the hell are you gonna get five <laughs> that many people paying five bucks a month when there's so much free content on the internet? Right, uh, cult of personality. Oh God, we need to get we need to get addicted to crack or something and get more interesting. <laughs> I feel like, yeah. Um, but anyways, that's my woes. I want to work for myself. That's going to be my goal: work for myself by the end of my thirties, which gives me ten years to accomplish it. Oh, that's a good goal. Yeah. Now I'm going to admit the last ten years kind of a write off when it comes to, you know. Accomplishing personal goals, but actually, that's not true.
1: I wouldn't say that. I, I did. you got, I did very successful in comedy.
0: I did, but comedically, yeah. I mean, see, see, this all started like this mindset started really bothering me when COVID hit because when I was doing a lot of stand-up, then I did get that sense of progression in my life and and accomplishment and like. It's been nice, like moving into this house and stuff. Like that was a big step, but I mean, like as far as like working for myself, I need to figure out a way to do that because uh, you know, stand up was kind of a way to work for yourself, and the, the, it's the progression. Like, vi- like I, I would, I felt like I could, uh, like from when I started stand up to where I am now, it's a big difference, and it's a good feeling because you get to utilize those skills every night when you go on stage, and it kind of puts that, uh, fills that hole. That is now a gape in my soul. There's a an mm. gaping hole in my in my soul. Nothing like a good soul
1: gaper. That uh,
0: a soul gaper. Yeah.
1: Anyways, well, COVID will will be over eventually. Comedy will be back.
0: Yeah, yeah. But it's been good. I've been we've been I've been trying to stay creative. We I mean, this podcast is a bit of an outlet. We've been uh, me and some of the other Kelowna comedians have been uh, doing some sketches. No, oh. which uh, will be available to, to for viewing pleasure in a few months because we want to get a bunch racked up. But you know, stuff like that keeps me uh, keeps me sane. Keeps me sane. But I do have some ideas of maybe small businesses to start mm-hmm. that I think could be a lucrative eventually. But it would have to be a uh, a side gig for the first part, anyways. Mm. Which if there's any time to do something like that, it's I guess it's during COVID because I can't go out at night and tell jokes. So maybe I should start a little sweatshop in my garage.
1: Huh? You you know you could start. You you could start like a comedy only fans.
0: Okay. Do they just laugh at my penis or what's the deal here? Hey, so it's, uh, it's
1: open for interpretation, I would say. Okay.
0: Yeah, well anyways, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm slowly figuring out a couple of little niche markets i think i've i've found that there isn't a, there isn't a lot out there from my research and i feel like it would be pretty easy to fill that fill that hole in the market with a couple of these little ideas oh, yeah. but again i have never started a business i've never run a business i don't know the first thing about manufacturing shit but like i said give myself that 10 year window essentially i need to get out of this working for someone else thing uh you know at some point Mm -hmm. in the next 10 years. That's my goal. Yeah. Mark it on the calendar, Sam and all you listeners, please hold me accountable. When you're still listening to this in 10 years and I'm still bitching about my day at work, then you can, then you, and only then do you have permission to stop listening to this podcast? Because I wouldn't listen to a man who doesn't accomplish his goals when he gives himself an entire goddamn decade to accomplish them.
1: Well, it should depend on the goal. I think
0: like, well, yeah. Okay. If the goal you're, is simply <laughs> to not work for my is if the goal is is to work for myself only, that that's got to be accomplishable in fucking in ten years. That's got to be. I mean,
1: from where you're starting at now, then I would say, yeah,
0: hopefully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, comedy was bringing in like comedy was bringing me in like a decent chunk of change every every month. Not enough to live on, but definitely enough to like really help out with bills and stuff yeah so if I could like if I could get that income back online and then figure out a couple other little side gigs and then maybe eventually I can get rid of this main gig and just make my money with all these side hustles
1: yeah the the cocaine market is it's it's tough right now yeah they are looking for people willing to cross the border with blow.
0: that's true I drug mule,
1: but then you're working for someone else again. That's making, true. It for is for
0: Pablo Escobar.
1: It's a freelance thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Very true. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Worst case scenario. I like where your mind's at. Worst case scenario. I become a, um, uh, the head of a, a Canadian Coke cartel.
1: Oh, the head. Oh, damn. That is like yeah, the head of it. <clears throat> I feel like that'd be more stressful. Yeah. <laughs> That would just be
0: really stressful, but, I think. <laughs> it'd be a lot of stress, but you just got to keep thinking about that Netflix documentary they're going to make about you, right? <laughs> That's the motivation. You got to get on that Netflix. Netflix. Or maybe maybe I'm a prime guy. I don't know. Maybe they're, mm. maybe, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. First, I got to become the head of a cartel, and then I probably have to kill quite a few people. And then, then we get that call from Netflix. Yeah probably have to end up getting thrown off a roof at some point or something too but uh fake your own death whatever we'll cr- collect the yeah. life insurance oh, there oh boom. Go. yeah now now we're talking uh, little uh we'll, little see. Fire, we'll see whatever route i try
1: yeah
0: okay new goal I, in the next 10 years i need to be uh <laughs> the, the subject of a netflix documentary
1: insurance fraud <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Something along the lo- not Tiger King, but like I wanted the nation to be swept up in it as if it was Tiger King, which means mm. I need to start growing my mullet out now, <laughs> and I need to start getting ready for that. <laughs> What's that piercing your- he had? <laughs> I don't know. You need What's to the find piercing your- he had uh, on the tip of his dick. Uh, Prince Albert.
1: Oh, a Prince Albert. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, but this guy could hang a padlock from it. That's got to be a girthy hole in there, man. Like that's gotta cause a problem. I
1: don't know. You just need to find your carol basket and then you're you're set for life. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Um I already got a kit I got a kitten, so that's like the start. Mm. It's a start for uh, Kitten King kitten king yeah why don't <laughs> yeah. i just get a bunch of kittens and essentially like <laughs> wave a pistol at him and tell him you're gonna fucking yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i'll be the eccentric guy with a pistol on his hip at the kitten petting farm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what are you looking at whiskers i'll fucking blow your brains out if you fucking swipe at me spca up my ass uh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I'll start a huge beef with the SBCA and then get a hit, <laughs> try and hire a hitman to take them out.
1: <laughs> oh, that's awesome. All
0: right. Wow. I see, look at all the career paths that have just op- like opened up for me just in the last 10 minutes of thinking about there's it. There's so many options. That's so many cool. options out there. Um, so what do we what do you got planned for us today? you said something you want to talk about. <clears> this <throat> the the most recent story of the <clears throat> of America's slow but steady descent into absolute madness.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well actually, was it's not
0: very slow. It is actually it's it's speeding up and it's pretty it's quick. Pretty fast. Right it's moving pretty fast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That it's not a, really a slow descent. It's like a plummeting into chaos. Yeah. More of a plummet happening over there. Uh, te- so what did you want to talk about? I'm I'm all ears. I am yeah. literally all ears.
1: So yeah, so I think like the the topic on everybody's mind is the the big capital riots that happened and what's going on there from a philosophical point of view. Oh. Yeah. Hot take. Hot take. Hot take Tam. So yeah, so basically like I think philosophically, we can look at this through the lens of like the spectrum of protest from like a legal protest to like peaceful civil disobedience to radical protest all the way to violent revolution. Okay. But it's a tricky question because, you know, like we don't want to say that all revolution or all violent protest is wrong because clearly a lot of good has come from those things.
0: Yeah, I mean, look at all the memes we got from Capital (laughs) Rides alone, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean,
1: the the memes are good, yeah. I meant more like... As far uh, (laughs) as
0: insurrections go, it was very memeable, very memeable coup.
1: Perhaps the most memeable, yeah. Um, Yeah. I meant more like uh, the end of apartheid in South Africa. Um, Oh, yeah. uh, Things like that. Um, But yeah, so like... Um, like in the, in the end of apartheid, Nelson Mandela and the African National Congress—they uh, they used sabotage and, and they bombed buildings as part of their protest.
0: What? I thought Nelson Mandela was like, you know, like an old, like kind of like a kindly
1: old grandpa type. Um, he definitely like—I guess I've only—that's like his personality for sure. I think um, And that's how he was at the beginning.
0: You just imagine my grandpa like constructing a pipe bomb on his <laughs> kitchen table but bouncing me on his knee at the same time
1: <laughs> don't touch that jordan <laughs> <laughs> don't put that in your mouth
0: <laughs> well i didn't know that i did not know that i don't i honestly I, i'm embarrassed to say i don't really know much about the apartheid except that it was uh, essentially
1: uh oh man it was you know terrible.
0: separating the ba- the black people from the white people and Legal racism, essentially racism backed by law.
1: Yeah. Uh, oh man, it was it was awful. Um, they uh, black people were not even allowed to vote in elections in South Africa. You had to. Holy shit! That so they were like way behind when it came to that. Oh when yeah. When it came to like, they were. It was basically like wow. Nazi Germany if they weren't trying to genocide all of the the people. Right. Like they had these offices called pass offices, and they would issue you a racial passport. Or if you were a person of color or a black person, so like they had like a scale of like how black you were basically, and they would give you a what they would give you a passport that would say like your level of color, and then that would determine where you could live, where you could travel. Can you like cross through these zones or not? What oh my god, yeah, that yeah. is wild, yeah. that is wild, yeah, that's crazy, and that wasn't even that long ago,
0: like that was like. They only what, lifted it. When did it, it end? In the eighties, nineteen
1: ninety two or ninety three. I think it was finally lifted.
0: Holy shit!
1: Man. Yeah. How come that place was so far
0: behind when it came to like you know the whole racism is
1: bad thing. <laughs> like, oh, because well, the how, how did it last so long? Um, brutality and the they didn't have the democratic channels. Like right, so all the people who were oppressed by it couldn't vote to change the situation. Right, and so on. All of their protests were brutally repressed, and so it took—it literally took like decades of violent protests, sabotage. Um, What they would do, like what at least like what Nelson Mandela went to prison for, was like they would wait until nightfall when people weren't around, and then they would plant a bomb Mm -hmm. in one of these pass offices and blow it up, and things like that. Damn. And then I think there was international pressure as well, (laughs) like the UK. Like, because South Africa was part of the UK Commonwealth of Nations. And so, yeah, the whole Commonwealth eventually in the 80s did unite and impose pretty harsh sanctions on South Africa. And I think the sanctions are actually what led to them giving up apartheid like, sanctions, diplomatic isolation, things like that.
0: Damn, it took a lot. Hey, is this what you learned in that book, A Long Walk to Freedom by <laughs> Nelson
1: Mandela? Yes. And uh, Netflix is. TV show The Crown as well. They also had an episode about it. Oh, is that what it's about? No, it's more no, it's about the reign of uh Queen Elizabeth the second, I think. The current monarch. Oh. Uh, but she was like she was part of that. Interesting. See, I I need to I need to go you know what
0: I'm gonna do? I I'm gonna say I'm gonna go research and read about it, <laughs> but what I'm actually gonna end up doing is looking up something on YouTube <laughs> and watching it. Yeah, that's good too. Yeah, well I play with my cat and pay half of attention. <laughs> um that's better than nothing you know what that's better than nothing so so what you're trying to say is that you think that nelson mandela had a lot in common with these capital uh the capital rioters (laughs) well
1: actually jordan the reason i (laughs) the reason i bring that up is uh to show contrasts with the capitol hill situation uh Oh, contrast. But they're they're interesting contrasts. Okay. Um, Okay. Like one contrast is that the capital rioters um, did... Well, this is like an interesting contrast, right? So in South Africa, black people could not vote to change the system. And so Mm -hmm. in a sense, they're sort of forced into this more radical form of protest. Whereas right. with the Capitol Hill situation, they can vote to change the regime, and there were there are democratic processes for them to get what they want. The truth, yeah, the, but they all say that
0: it's all fraud. They that they, right? they believe that their democratic process has been highly compromised.
1: Mm-hmm. It's not. There's been absolutely no evidence that can support that. Like every single court case they've ever brought has been thrown out but It's not against the law, for yeah, them.
0: but that's because your mind you're, you're brainwashed by the media, dude.
1: Well, I'm not brainwashed by the media, but they are, they're clearly brainwashed. Well, um, oh,
0: yeah, they are like it's insane how many people I see still see on Facebook that are on the side of these people or on Trump's dick essentially yeah, like the problem and they all think that you're brainwashed they all think that you're the one that is brainwashed and how sad it is you're brainwashed when you bring up you know any sort of facts it's 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 pretty sad honestly that how the most brainwashed people believe everyone else is brainwashed yeah
1: well i mean that's like that's like it seems to me the the most like comparable thing i can think about it is that it seems like this whole thing is like a uh, it's like a artificially constructed Mass mental illness, like the, the closest yeah. thing I can think of to compare it to is like, uh, like a schizophrenic, right? So, the schizophrenic they experience hallucinations that seem to provide sensory evidence for their delusions, right? So, mm-hmm. you might like someone might see like a pink ray of light tells them that they have to go and get naked and climb a tree, or. They might yeah. see people, they might hallucinate that there are people following them and spying on them, and so they concoct like that they're the victim of this huge conspiracy or something. And so, basically, yeah. this is like that, except instead of seeing hallucinations, they see doctored images on the internet. They hear politicians just lying about it for political gain. Yep. And then that feeds into their big sort of constructed conspiracy that they have going on.
0: And then they feed off of each other, too. Yeah. Because... Um... I've noticed that a lot of times, like the the people I do have on my Facebook, which is a huge my like, don't get me wrong, ninety percent of the people on my Facebook are 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 my social media are not on the uh, on the Trump train, but the few that are, I they'll post something that to me is like obviously ludicrous, right? Mm -hmm. And then I'll go in the comments and I'll see. A bunch of people agreeing with them, which is like just always disheartening. But it's it's ridiculous how how far it's gone. My the funniest thing is about these capital riots is that the new thing is that those people were all Antifa people in disguise.
1: Yeah, that's just absurd. <laughs> so like <laughs> like that's just absurd.
0: The people that were the most down for their cause that actually put their words into action immediately are getting eaten alive by their own kind, like immediately after. It's insane. It's it's really, I mean, they must feel like absolute used up pieces of shit, which they are. But Most of the
1: people, the, everyone who's been arrested so far is a long-term Trump supporter. Like it's... Yeah. That's like... The problem is it's not illegal in the United States for politicians, the president, anybody. It's not illegal for anybody to go up in front of a microphone and just tell lies as long as it's not defamation. So they go up in front of these microphones, they say all this bullshit but then when they actually have to go to court yeah. and have like real evidence they don't have any and they get thrown out yeah yeah
0: right like the whole fraud thing like you can just say it's fraud over and over and over and over again even when though you know there isn't
1: any evidence yeah there no yeah like there's no evidence and yeah it's pretty crazy but um but we should still like compare uh compare like we should still discuss like Radical protest itself and, like, civil disobedience and those things.
0: Okay, go for it. You lead the way. I'm just here to try and derail <laughs> you, okay? But you need—it's your job to get us back on track.
1: Okay, <clears throat> here we go. All right, so we're going to talk about okay. three forms of protest. And I'm going to call them all protests all right. because, from a philosophical point of view, you want to try and use neutral terms. So I don't want to call it terrorism. Right. Because terrorism is a word that you never apply to yourself and to your own actions. It's only something that you accuse other people of. Yes. So. Right, right, right. So we'll just, I'm not saying it's not terrorism, but just for the purposes of a philosophical discussion, we'll choose more neutral terminology.
0: Yes. To yeah. keep it unbiased, we'll say that they're all protests.
1: Yeah. So the first level of protest is civil disobedience. And then there's radical protest. And so then the third level is revolution. And it's kind of tricky to tell the difference between radical protest and revolution, but um we'll get into it. So anyway, right. Civil disobedience. Do you know the most famous civil disobedient in American history? Little old woman. In American history? Yeah, little old lady. Uh
0: Oh, Rosa yeah. Parks.
1: <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah. Rosa Parks. Fucking yeah. nailed it. So uh So civil disobedience is peacefully breaking the law. So Rosa Parks, she just sat in the front of the bus, which broke the law. The people of color had to sit at the back of the bus. So she peacefully broke the law. And in doing so, she called attention to the injustice. Another, Mm -hmm. Another famous civil disobedient, Muhammad Ali. Oh. Right? How so? Wait. He was the heavyweight champion during the Vietnam War. Right, he refused to go fight. He refused, right? right, they like they called his name, like stepped forward and to be drafted into the United States Army, and he refused as a conscientious. Contractor. Yeah, went to jail, missed the prime years of his fighting career.
0: Shit, how long was he in jail for?
1: A few years, I think.
0: What? See, I've just I'm just realizing how little I know about a lot of stuff.
1: <laughs> hey, it's like one of those. Weird, it's I did not, not like know well that. Well known about him for some reason, but.
0: I know his name changed. Was his name changed during that period? Um, he, I think he
1: changed it slightly before that. He used to be... He was Cassius Clay.
0: Cassius Clay, which is also a pretty oh, dope nope. name.
1: <laughs> me. Yeah. 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 Um, other famous civil disobedience, uh, Gandhi, huge one. He was like a civil disobedient mm-hmm. to the level of revolution in that he actually like yeah. affected an entire regime change in India, got the British out of India. Just with peaceful protest, pretty amazing,
0: right? 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 Um,
1: So, so civil disobedience is very different. It's uh, basically it. One thing that so it's peacefully breaking the law. They also usually inform the authorities of where and when the protest is going to take place, how many people will be there, and so forth. And they do that so they can sort of keep the moral high ground, show that they're willing to deal fairly with the authorities. And sometimes it's a good strategy. Right. Right. If the public sees people being civilly disobedient, but in like a very peaceful way, and then they see the authorities come and do like a violent crackdown, usually it often like causes the public to sympathize with the protesters.
0: Right, right, right.
1: Um, And then the final interesting, another interesting point about it is they often actually want to be arrested. Like they actually want to be led away in handcuffs because this just calls more attention to the cause and the unjust use of force against
0: them. Right, that's the optics of it all. Yeah,
1: optics. Yeah. Exactly.
0: But they also can't do anything illegal in order to get arrested. That's like violent or else it's not a good look, right? Yeah. So they got to they got to piss off the cops just enough get arrested but not don't do anything that would actually Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they can't like walk up and slap a cop no. in the face and be like, "I'm a my <laughs> pussy." Hey,
1: pig! Oink oink! No. <laughs> they have to like walk up with like a dandelion and put it down the barrel of the gun like a flower. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah basically, their goal is through protest they want to persuade the majority of the public that they have the moral high ground. Their position is right. They want to educate the public, and then after educating the public, use the mechanisms of democracy. To make the change that they want, right? So they don't want to. They don't want to like erase the regime. Most of the time, they want to change certain policies and things like that. Mm -hmm. That's civil disobedience.
0: And are these usually led by a a definitive head like Gandhi or or uh, you know or
1: like Martin Luther King or like.
0: Yeah, cuz it's all it's more effective it seems if there is actually a face to the movement. That's really I mean? true. Like yeah, a real face. That helps
1: a lot. Like the having a charismatic leader.
0: Yeah, cuz like that's the thing about like a lot of the stuff you see today with like Black Lives Matter and some of these Antifa people is that there doesn't seem to be a clear definitive head to any of it. No, they don't have like a
1: charismatic leader.
0: which I don't think does help yeah. And I don't think that really helps their cause too much. No, because it
1: makes it seem more covert in a sense. That like it it it's harder to tell who's like accountable. Um it it helps so much to have like a charismatic leader, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, and I feel like cause then like portions of the movement can all have very different, you know, goals in mind, yes. essentially. If there is no leader. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And so like I see this happen like well. I don't really know what Antifa is, but I don't. I, what I do know is that it is not an organized, a very organized entity. They don't have a leader and they don't have any really clear definitive, uh, I guess, statements about what they want, just what they don't like.
1: Yeah.
0: Is what I've.
1: Yeah. From what and they're I've definitely, gathered. yeah, they don't, then they're definitely not. We're going to talk about, um, do you remember Chaz? Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone in Portland. I heard a little bit about that, yeah. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. But like that's... It was called CHAZ? Why did they call it CHAZ? That was, the, <laughs> that was the acronym. Like, Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone. C-H-A-Z. CHAZ. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sounds
0: like a, uh, a, you know, a millennial drug dealer. <laughs> Someone who deals e juice to the uh, <laughs> underage kids. <laughs> I buy Molly from Chaz. <laughs> <laughs> My vape pen's out of juice, man. We got to get Chaz <laughs> over here. <laughs> I want grape. I want grape this time. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. So I guess we could, we could just like move right into um, the next level of protest, which is called uh, radical protest, and this involves. It's not rad, radical. radical, man.
0: <laughs> In this, They all have to arrive to the scene on surfboards,
1: man. <laughs> yeah, man. Free the whales, man. <laughs> We're radical. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so radical protest involves, it's not peaceful. It involves intimidation, terrorization, militant action, violent coercion, okay. and so on. So it is... Right. So now that this is more of a Nelson, Nelson Mandela, Nelson Mandela style, used radical protests. He bombed government offices, sabotaged um, utilities, right. things like that. Like he, uh, he, he, he used violence. Yeah.
0: And, and what about Malcolm X? Because he always gets like compared to like the violent Martin Luther yeah. King. From the references I hear about him, but I honestly don't know much about him either. I am very white,
1: very. Yeah, very me too. White. I, I honestly do not know a ton about Malcolm X either, but I think he was also not opposed to the use of violence to attain objectives. Yeah. yeah.
0: By any means necessary. Yeah. That was his. That was <laughs> that's, his. Uh, one that's of his my. One of my. Quotes. That's
1: probably my favorite line from Kanye. I'm like. I'm like the fly Malcolm X by any genes
0: necessary. By any genes yeah. necessary. <laughs> <laughs> by any genes
1: necessary. That's one of my favorite lines.
0: <laughs> Kanye is a genius, but he's also, a com- he's simultaneously an oh, absolute yeah. memorial. Can't, I can't
1: believe he ran for president. Um, that's just like, that's gone. Like, <laughs> that's yeah. so funny.
0: Dude, he could probably win in 2024. I don't know. I don't know if he's stable enough to win. Like he's, he can't run a campaign. No, he's not. He's not stable at all. He's, he's not stable enough to like keep yeah. his career going. <laughs>
1: By any means necessary, but um, yeah. So radical. Unlike civil disobedience, radical protesters use violence. They want. They are willing to execute people, kidnap people. They do not tell the authorities where, when, how they're going to act. They're covert. Uh They do not want to be arrested. They want to evade capture. They do not want to win popular support for their actions. They want to attain their goals by any means necessary. Right. Oftentimes. This is interesting, right? Like the civil disobedience are usually very clear. Like we want to change this law because we think it's unjust. Whereas the radical protesters, a lot of the time yeah. they keep their specific goals hidden and focus instead on just generating fear and intimidation in principle so that enemies are unwilling mm. to oppose them. And then once they're like secure with power, right. then they unveil their like their, like their detailed agenda that they have.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. They
1: are very- so
0: is that what the Capitol Riders were trying to do, you think? You think they had a, a clear when they finally got what they wanted, they were gonna unroll a <laughs> scroll with all their demands, like the ninety nine what what did what what did the not not Martha Luther Junior, but the, <laughs> the white dude. <laughs> What was his 99 grievances or something that he unveiled? Oh, yeah, the, the 99 door. things. Yeah. That, to me, is just the funniest way to protest. It's like, here's my... B- here's why you guys fucking suck and just nails it to the door.
1: <laughs> 99 reasons why you're a bitch. Bang, bang, bang. <laughs> yeah,
0: I got 99 problems and you are all of them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it was actually ninety nine. Was it? Was it? It was some number like that. No,
1: the ninety nine thesis. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, it was yeah. ninety nine, like on the dot. Like.
0: <laughs> Do you think Jay Z got
1: his inspiration for that song <laughs> from that? Oh, I'm sure he was just reading up about the Reformation one yeah. day. Like, Damn, ninety nine. I got ninety nine grievances, get- and they're all you. <laughs>
0: and a wench eighth one. I went to his house, his real house, and I went to the church. where Jay-Z's? No, not (laughs) Jay-Z's. That would be fucking awesome. (laughs) Uh, Martin Luther's, (laughs) and I went to the door that he nailed all that, his problems on.
1: (laughs) Wow, what a door. Survived the test of time. Yeah,
0: at his house, and I saw his beer mug. He loved to drink, I know that. He's like, drinking is good because the more you drink, the more you sleep, and the more you sleep, the less you (laughs) sin. Which, if you ask me, is
1: ironclad. Ironclad logic. I like that logic. Especially, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Especially for a guy like him. Yeah. Yeah. Fighting the demons of lust. Yeah. It's tough.
0: Uh, Except (laughs) for he doesn't take into account the portion of time that you are drunk. You're definitely more liable. Yeah. He
1: probably just tried to, like, plow through that stage (laughs) just, like, just keep drinking. Just keep drinking.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It was probably something he just kept Pulled out of his ass when someone was bitching at him for being drunk yeah. all the time. <laughs> that was not said hmm. sober. Oh, yeah, you probably should sure. have.
1: He was wasted. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So that is radical protest. And then um, the last one is revolution. So revolution is tough to define, right? Because, like we said, Gandhi is a he was so he did he was very peaceful. Yeah. Um. But he also wanted to completely change the regime of India, like completely alter the government. So, basic, so basically, revolution is like, it's similar yeah. to radical protest in that the goal is regime change, but it doesn't necessarily have to be violent. Um, and another inter- another difference is revolution usually involves large numbers of people in the society. It's usually a mass movement that cuts across the right. entire society, right? So like, the Russian Revolution involved a huge number of people, and it also involved many different groups with different agendas within that broad revolution. So, like the the Bolsheviks, right? So it was mm. the Russian Revolution wasn't just communists. There were lots of different groups, and the Bolsheviks were just one group. They happened to be the group that was the best at intimidating the other groups, and so that's why they came out on top.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah. See another another.
1: Sl- sl- Another slice of history I know nothing about is <laughs> yeah. Russian history. Russian history. There's a great joke about Russian history where you can sum up all of Russian history by saying, and then it got worse.
0: Yeah, I know that they have had it rough since the beginning of time. Yeah. I mean, I who was it? Dan Carlin, I think, said that. They never recovered from the Mongols. Like,
1: Mongols, Vikings, Germans. Like, man, it never ends. Yeah. Rock and roll music.
0: That's why you got to get that vodka. You got to get that vodka and you keep going.
1: Oh, fuck uh, vodka. Um, Less said about vodka, the better.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you don't handle that that particular spirit very well, do you, Sam? No,
1: it seems to get the upper hand most of the time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I've witnessed. I've witnessed firsthand Uh, what that can do to you. Your little Jewish (laughs) liver can't handle it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I like a nice glass of, you know, like sherry. Give me a nice glass of scotch maybe, a beer, <laughs> vodka. Uh,
0: Teal vodka. Yeah. yeah. Um Yeah, I I've yeah. I mean, if you if drinking vodka equates to you leaving in an ambulance every time, you probably you probably yeah. should pick a different <laughs> booze
1: to put it mildly. <laughs> um <laughs> Okay, so uh where are we at here? Um all right, so we have uh, twenty minutes left, and we still, we I still want to talk about Chaz as well, so that we can compare Chaz with the capital rights because that's interesting.
0: Okay, let's let's. I'm not going to interrupt you anymore, so we can get these emails.
1: Oh, okay, right, emails. Um, all right. So first, I'll just mention briefly that um, protest has to have um, oftentimes like we things like radical protest need some sort of justification. Um. And the justification usually has to be that it's being done for the right reasons. And the right reasons, like, for example, if I wanted to um, engage in radical protest for the sole purpose of gaining Instagram followers to generate fame and fortune for myself, that would not be the right reason. Right. The right reason has to be that you are opposing something that is manifestly unjust, harmful, and you really have no other options. That's your last resort. So one reason why the protest in South Africa, why that radical protest, the bombing government buildings and things like that, one of the reasons why we think that was justified was because they really had no... They didn't really see any other option. They couldn't vote. They were limited in their movements. Their regime brutally cracked down on them. Um, they really had very few other options for what they could do. Huh. Yeah.
0: I mean, what what, what else could you do when all those other... Lanes are taken
1: away from you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you've what do you what are you left with? Right, the American Revolution—they had no real legal mechanisms to accomplish what they wanted to accomplish. They had to take up arms. Um, right, but the problem is that suppose you uh, you believe that you have the democratic process is unavailable. You believe that the regime is brutal and unjust, and you think that the people that you're going to be harming through your protest are guilty. Those are like sort of like three things that might justify radical protest. But the problem is that if those claims are false, right. then they're not good reasons. If there's no evidence to support your belief that the democratic process is unavailable, that the regime is brutal and unjust, and that the people that you're going to harm are guilty, well, then those aren't actually good reasons. They're bad reasons. You think that they're good reasons, yeah. so that might affect like how blameworthy you are. or You, you might be less blameworthy than someone yeah. who knows what they're doing is wrong. But um it still means that your protest is actually not justified right if if my neighbor's dog told me that the the government is evil and i have to go kill them that doesn't mean that i should go do that
0: <laughs> it means you need to adopt that dog and uh <laughs> figure out how it speaking yeah. in english to you and where it gets its yeah. information from
1: um okay so so here's like an interesting comparison i've seen some people on on um on the internet, on like message boards, forums, Facebook, they compare the Capitol Hill protest to the Chaz protest. So this was a, uh, a protest in, oh, actually it was in Seattle. This was a protest in Seattle. Um, yeah. Basically armed protesters took over like a, a large area of downtown Seattle, like the Capitol Hill area and, um, sort of, yeah. sort of like, like took took it over, like set up roadblocks and things like that, and um said it was in response and said what they wanted was they wanted Seattle to cut their police budget by fifty percent. They wanted to increase funding to community programs and services in historically black communities. Yeah. And ensure that the protesters would not be charged with crime. So they had like these three goals. So the question was, was it a justified protest? And it's hard to say that like that level of protest is justified, especially if if people were killed, I can't. I think and people died during these protests as well, yeah. So it's difficult to justify that when there are legal democratic means to make change. right. And on the other hand, you un- you can understand like black communities in the United States, they're discriminated against. there's mass incarceration, mistreatment, death at the hands of the police, voter disenfranchisement, things like that. Um, but ultimately, there are democratic paths to achieve those goals that they're talking about, like reducing funding for police. Right? There are democratic yeah. ways that you can achieve that. There are peaceful ways that you can achieve that.
0: They would probably just say that that those avenues never worked for them. Which you can, yeah. I mean, you can sympathize with that. You, a you bit. can definitely
1: can. Right? Like it's clear that there's definitely a lot of frustration. And it's also important to note that the the actual chaz, like they only took that radical step. After counter protesters drove vans into crowds of protesters in an attempt to maim and injure dozens of people who were protesting peacefully. So,
0: right, very messy yeah. situation. Fuck, that was a dark, yeah. dark time.
1: Um. Okay, so now let's compare that to the Capitol Hill riot. So this uh, the the group, the mob, basically seems like there. It seems to me like there are different elements in the mob, right? Like there's your typical, you and on nut jobs. But then there's also the people who are wearing yeah. military tactical gear with zip ties and, gun and possibly armed, wearing gas masks. They constructed a mm-hmm. new, like a gallows with yeah. a noose on it. They're chanting, Hang Mike Pence, stuff like that. Which is just wild how fast they turn on people. Yeah. And uh, I really like, I don't even want to imagine what they would have done if they got their hands on someone like Nancy Pelosi. Like, she might have been, been killed. Because they really, they, Oh, she would yeah.
0: have for sure been killed. They killed a freaking yeah, police beat him officer. Fire extinguisher. Yeah, they beat him to death, which is insane. Like, oh, what a horrific way to die, man. I feel yeah. so bad for that it's guy. It's terrible.
1: Um, I mean, but what do you expect when, when the internet and, like, right-wing media has been drilling into these people's heads that the Democratic national party leaders like literally eat babies in their spare time. (laughs) Like what do you expect people to do? Yeah. 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 So, uh, so basically like um, the only like part of the big difference between the Chaz protests and the Capitol Hill riot is the level of threat to the overall national security and the regime. The jazz protesters were not trying to overthrow the regime of Seattle or the United States. They weren't um, like trying to completely overturn democratic elections, throw people out of office, put in the people that they wanted. Yeah. Whereas the mob at the the Capitol building, they really did want to completely change the regime. They wanted to overthrow a democratic election and put in the people that they wanted to be in. So it was literally. Um, it was nothing short of like a straight up coup attempt at the federal government level, which is a completely completely different ball game. Yeah. from taking over some blocks mm-hmm. in downtown Seattle. Um, and so, I guess the final point, the interest, the scary point about all of this is another historical point. But if you remember, like, uh, the in Nazi Germany, right? They there was the beer hall putsch. So the, the Nazis, right? So after the beer yeah. hall putsch, Hitler and a lot of the Nazis were arrested and sent to prison. And it was in prison that Hitler wrote Mein Kampf, and that was just the beginning of all the shit that happened. Right. So.
0: so yeah. So it's kind of like this might just be the beginning of something much more permanent, as far as like.
1: Yeah, like I think down like uh, like recovery from this is probably going to take like years and years.
0: Well. <sighs> At least it won't <laughs> be boring, am I
1: right? Well, Trump's <laughs> off Twitter now, so like we can't right. even
0: uh, enjoy that. But yeah, dude, that guy's building his own Twitter. I'm <laughs> sure he's building his own website, Trump. his own media <laughs> yeah, <Trump-er>. brainwashing propaganda <laughs> yeah, machine. Like, <laughs> ah, yeah. uh, okay. Well, are you ready uh, for you could an call email? Trumpet, question? Holy fuck,
1: that would be fucking
0: okay, Insane. Oh, I'm sure that's yeah. I mean, that's you the trumpet. It. Yeah should sell that to him. <laughs> oh, Yeah. I guarantee you that's his next move. Is I mean, he already said that's what he's going to do is make his own, essentially, his own oh, really? media network that's all Trump. And yeah, it's going to be his no... His
1: favorite recipes. Just
0: 100% whatever. he.
1: Imagine just 24 <laughs> just hours of Trump tweeting. Dude, he could go <laughs> on air and yeah. talk for like five hours Excuse a day. Me. Like easily. Oh
0: yeah, he probably wouldn't even remember a single <laughs> yeah. word he said at the end. Of the they day could of have time.
1: him do like different segments. Like he could like cook his favorite recipe. Well, he probably can't cook, but like I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That dude hasn't cooked in fucking. No, I don't probably think he's not. ever. He cooked doesn't know a single how to meal, use a stove at all.
0: <laughs> okay, I'm gonna read. We have three emails, but I think I'll just do one, and we'll do the next. The other ones, uh, we'll save the other ones for when we don't have any emails. So we'll just do one. Um, this is a COVID related um, question. That's very philosophical. From someone I, someone I know that is on the front line. So thank you. Thank you, dear listener, for what you've done for uh, us this past year. She asked Due to COVID 19, healthcare systems are strained, hospitals are over capacity, and are running out of resources, even oxygen, around the world. Should COVID deniers, protesters, and anti-maskers have to forfeit their hospital bed or treatment if they were, were to get COVID? If they are so sure that COVID is a hoax and not a problem, do you think that they will be willing to sign a form that says they will not get treatment if they were to get sick? Also, what are you doing to keep your mental health in check during <laughs> this crazy time?
1: Oh, Very good question.
0: So, essentially, she's wondering, would it be fair to people that are so vocal about denying covid if they were willing to sign away their access to a hospital bed essentially
1: Oh, okay that's interesting like they would voluntarily say like i
0: they're like i'm so sure this isn't a thing that uh i'm gonna sign this form so that uh that's how much i'm willing to 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 commit to the idea that this is all a hoax
1: it's i feel like they would not be willing to do that because they would well they might be willing to admit Well, they'd be happy to say that COVID is a hoax. You like the fact that they think it's a hoax makes them think that they would deserve a hospital bed just as much as anybody else would deserve one if they got injured. Is she saying like, or?
0: Yeah, that's the thing is I don't think that they would be willing to do something like that because they'll just think that's another uh, way to essentially push them out of society and that'll be playing into
1: the hoax. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's just the way to deny them treatment if they get like, Injured or
0: something like that. Yeah. But it is interesting when the, when she mentions that because resources yeah. are so strained um, and hospitals are so full, would it be justified to, if someone, a known anti-masker and COVID denier to give their bed to someone who wasn't?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's a slippery slope that, that that has slippery slope written all over it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, if, if there was a way that that wouldn't be abused, that power to choose who gets <laughs> a bed and who doesn't. Yeah.
1: It reminds me of, um, obviously oh, I was gonna say, it reminds me of, uh, when we were talking, I think it was last week about, um, like liver transplants, right? So if someone is an alcoholic and they have alcohol yeah. cirrhosis of the liver, they are usually lower if not off the, they're very low on the liver transplant priority list. And one reason for that right. can be that you voluntarily didn't take the right measures to protect your liver and you fucked up your own liver, totally your yeah. own fault.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, like, so you don't yeah. deserve a liver transplant. And so like like the parallel logic would be you didn't believe in COVID. Now you caught COVID and you don't deserve a hospital bed because of the way you behaved.
0: Yeah. Um, The only problem with that is, uh, like, how would you prove who really... Like, would you go through Facebook and social media to find out who believed what? or And then that kind of eliminates the possibility that someone maybe changed their opinion or their mind at some point, but they didn't post about it on their social media because that would have essentially probably ended up uh you know ostracizing them from their social group right mm-hmm. so it it it's I think like in a perfect system, a perfect world you would be able to give all the resources of the people that really were trying to to uh do what they can to prevent the spread, yeah, but it's just so hard to tell uh. I mean you'd have to essentially know what someone believes which is probably why she was saying you should put like if they were willing to sign a form. Mm-hmm. I Yeah, don't get me wrong. I I do not underestimate how stupid people are <laughs> and I think there would be lots of people willing to sign that form to prove a point yeah. and they'd be posting it all over their social media.
1: Yeah.
0: Now that would be hilarious. <laughs> if that became like the new <laughs> the thing to do in conspiracy theory circles is to post the form that you signed to say that you don't need any of the any of those help from those liberals mm-hmm. and their fancy medicines.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. It, it's it's a very, it's a very slippery slope to give people medical treatment based on what they deserve. Right. Like um, mm-hmm. you might like some people like they do stupid things to hurt their health, but um, should they be denied medical treatment? Like uh, if you voluntarily go downhill mountain biking and you break your arm, should you be lower on the priority list because you voluntarily got your arm broken as opposed to someone who like tripped and fell and broke their arm? Like it's tricky.
0: I feel like you'd also have to take into account someone like you, there's so many variables as to what would lead someone to believe certain things. You'd have to take into account, okay, are they living in an area that is uh, where everyone else around them is going to have this, uh, this anti COVID uh, conspiracy attitude mm-hmm. because then that will increase their chances to also believe it just for social reasons, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Uh, you have to take into account what their IQ is. Do are they <laughs> like just stupider than? Because then you can't really blame someone for being stupid and surrounded by people saying something, and then, of course they're just going to parrot what everybody around them is yeah. saying if they aren't really. And then you can't be like you can't really penalize them for yeah. For essentially just being too dumb to, yeah, <laughs> really think outside, like outside of what their immediate social circle is saying. Yeah, like even even really intelligent people will, will eventually if they're just surrounded by people saying one thing, they might their opinion might eventually end up being just match whatever environment they're in. Yeah, and then some people are just straight up mentally ill and will believe whatever they read on the internet, yeah. and you can't penalize them. Like you, there's just so many variables. That, um, yeah, you can't, you can't deny someone treatment based on their, I guess, posting history.
1: I I think, yeah, I think about COVID.
0: Although it would feel, it would feel justified, but
1: I don't think it would be. Yeah, I think blame is not the right road to go down. Like, definitely, like find people who don't follow the like the protocols if they don't wear a mask where they're supposed to be wearing a mask. Like, use those other legal mechanisms to deter that behavior, science and stuff like that, but give the medical treatment to people who need it.
0: And her last question at the end was, what are you doing to keep your mental health in check during this crazy time? Sam, what have you been doing?
1: This might not be the smartest thing for my mental health, but I've started playing this video game called Dark Souls. Uh. (laughs) Oh. Yeah. That
0: one, uh, that one might actually hinder your mental health. That might break you by the end. I feel
1: like I'm a stronger person. <laughs> I've tried playing that. Couldn't get how far have you gotten into that? I'm playing Dark Souls One Remastered, and I am at what many people think is the hardest boss fight in the whole series. Hmm. Ornstein. Oh, in the whole series. Well, maybe not the whole. Yeah, it's like top probably top five boss fights in the whole series. Uh, it's called huh. Dragon. What's it called? Dragon Killer. Dragon Hunter. Oh, I think it's called Dragon Hunter Ornstein and Executioner's Smog or something. It's like you have to fight these two
0: Oh, it's two guys two guys at
1: once. One of them really fast. Yeah, I've
0: seen videos I've yeah. seen videos of people fighting those. That is a very iconic boss
1: fight from what I understand. It's so hard. Holy shit. Oh my god.
0: So uh, well, I don't know how that helps your mental health, but I find uh physical movement is necessary oh, yeah. I, yeah, to, and otherwise you end up literally feeling like a zombie. Yeah. Because honestly, uh, most people that aren't, when you're not exercising, you're probably planting your ass in front of the TV doing something, right? Yeah. I tend to go scroll through Reddit and, and YouTube, which are very short form and rapid. Mm changes of subject yeah. over and over and over again, which I just don't think is good for me, honestly. No, nah. Because <laughs> at the end of the night, I like I like go to bed and I'm like, I didn't really experience, uh, you know, like a story or uh, I might have learned some fun facts, yeah. but for the most part, I just got a big information dump that I'm not really going to, re- I'm not going to retain very much of it.
1: It's not even like a and, big information uh, dump. I don't, it's like tons of like little bits of information.
0: Yeah, t- yeah, like little p- pieces of information that might may, may or may not be factual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: it's so addicting, though. Holy fuck!
0: Yeah, it is. Just keep clicking on the next link over and over again. Oh. I, like, I mean, I do learn a lot from these things, like going down the YouTube wormhole and the Reddit wormhole. But um, I don't think it's the best for my mental health. I think I think it's better to better for you to actually like sit down and watch a movie mm. or uh, enjoy a series and, and and take in an entire plot line yeah reading a book is probably the best but i would say uh exercise is yeah needed or physical movement at some point uh, that's i mean get those endorphins. and also yeah, yeah. If you're like struggling with your mental health, definitely you want to You definitely want to pay attention to your alcohol intake. Mm. That's, I've found that that is a, that plays a much bigger factor in my mood than I ever was willing to admit oh, in the yeah. last while. That's big. Yeah, but uh, you almost don't notice the benefits until you cut back, and you can you realize it's not just energy, but it's it's. Uh, overall mood is better but you know people like to party including myself <laughs> and uh you know balance try and keep a balance out there yeah. it really sucks that you can't that like that a lot of people especially people that maybe don't have uh no maybe maybe like imagine moving to a new city and then covid hitting and like you don't really know anyone and you're essentially unable to meet people and it's just you Ugh. I mean, isolation is terrible for the for the human mind. So I feel bad. I feel like I got really lucky as far as where I am in life. With, that when COVID happened, just even just the fact of not having kids is probably a huge stressor for most people right now. That do have kids is the fact that their kids can't go to school, and if they are, they're worried about them getting sick. Whereas I fairly I have very few responsibilities other than. You know, essentially take care of myself and the uh the old lady and the cat, and that's essentially it. And then, you know, I just it, as far as how bad it is for most people, I feel like I'm on. I'm I'm not. It's not as hard for me as it is for a lot of people out there, just because of the situation.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's it's pretty bad for some people.
0: Yeah, pretty bad for some people, especially if they have a bad home life. I met. Um <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, so uh but thank you for writing in. Um anyone else wants to uh, if you want to write into the podcast, have it read on the podcast, we can answer your questions. Please write to tpspodcast 420 at gmail And that is all we have for you this evening. Sam, would you like to add anything before we go?
1: Um play Dark Souls. Play Dark Souls.
0: Let us know how bad you are at it next week. Thank you very much. Good night.
1: This is how you get sponsors, Jordan.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye.